thinking of a master plan That I'm bringing this paper faster than these little other bastards can So I'm digging in my mind for the bitches I broke I keep a player paid in full, the pimpin' ain't no joke You wanna poke that pussy, that's a slim ass chance Put the paper in the Real nonsense Stacks and flam What up? Week six in the books. You keep up with the league. No need for a recap. But definitely need to look towards the future. Commanders going to take on the Packers this week. They're starting quarterbacks out. Carson Wentz. Severely fractures his ring finger on his throwing hand. If you watch the game that he played against the Bears Thursday, you tell something was up with that hand. I got some theories on that. I don't like to be the conspiracy theorist guy. I don't like to be that guy. Because... You really get very little affirmation when you're that guy. But with this team, especially the commanders, with this team, the commanders, it's okay to look at the writing on the wall for certain things. Let me say what I'm saying Because I'm not saying what I'm saying So let me get at what I'm saying The commanders Have to send a second round pick To the Indianapolis Colts Who they acquired Carson Wentz from If he played 70% of the snaps this season Now I'm not saying That he's not hurt And I'm also not saying That he didn't need surgery But what I am saying is that I do think part of that front office was pushing for him to have the surgery and was fist pumping because he won't be able to play 70% of the snaps. I do think that. I do think that... I agree he probably can't play through it, but I don't know how anyone in that front office sat around and felt like that was a a huge blow to the team. I think they are the type of organization that thinks about those things, that gets happy, not that he's hurt, but by circumstance of him getting hurt, they sit around and high-five and feel like they did dodge a bullet, and that's just me. But Carson's out. Insert Taylor Heineke, who we've seen last season. He's okay, you know. If you got hope for the season, well, here you go. If you got hope for the season, then he's... uh, He's coming at the right time for you. Now, if you've punted on the season, 
you're probably just interested in Sam Howell at this point, I would imagine. But if you haven't punted on the season, then uh, you're okay with some new blood at the quarterback position. Where am I at on that? My fandom, because that is my favorite team. It's the team I pull for. It's the team I root for. Uh, it's the team my dad rooted for. Team his dad rooted for. So, um, with that being said, I would like to see them remain competitive. But, I just can't. That's the thing. Because I like football. Football's fine. But I like a, a lot of other sports as well. But I am a diehard Commanders fan. And when they're out of it, the NFL just ain't the NFL to me. Uh, it's just not the same. I get a lot of joy from the NFL season, not necessarily because there's an array of football on, but largely in part because my favorite franchise in all of the sports realm gets to compete. And it's been a rough ride. Trust me. Um, I can only imagine having that same passion for a winner. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, I wish I was born to a more noble house, but I wasn't. But I still have pride in the house, even though uh, it's very hard to do so at times. But I say all that to say I, I do fall into the, the realm of I want them to be competitive. I want them to be in the fray, in the mix of things. So, I'm not willing to punt on the season just because at the root of it, I want them to, and selfishly as well, I want them to be better than what they've been and at least giving me a grasping hope they can get into the playoffs. This, this is a sport out of any other sport. Is If you get in, you never know what can happen. And now, granted, I look at the team, I know they're not a Super Bowl team. I mean, I can tell you that right now. But the way the sport is set up, you just never know. The New York Jets are four and two. Uh, you just never know. You 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 wouldn't have put a you wouldn't have put two dollars to win two million on the Jets going four and two starting this season. You just never know with this league. You never ever know. You can never tell. Speaking of that, there are other trends we're gonna start mixing together. And uh, hope you guys, at least with your betting angles, because there are some trends that are going on in this league right now where it's hard to pick the winners necessarily, but some of the other things like points, um, attempts, all the other uh, plethora of bets that they let you make now, there, there's money out there to be made. Um, we're going to try to get, bring you some of these stats to help you pad those parlays and hopefully get your pockets a little heavier. I got no show preview today, to be honest. I'm just going to shoot it from the hip. Shooting it from the hip. But, as always, a constant professional. 
Take a break, come back. We're going to talk about what the commanders can do to get better. Exactly where my ends is, ballin' relentless, and me and my friends are slapping niggas with glass chins. It's funny, sending tricks home, broken defenseless, and never since this boy been pimping the pen. I promise never to leave home without my pimping again. That's why. Week seven, Commanders win that game against the Packers. Commanders at home, we can beat the Packers. Let me start with that. We can beat the Packers, but on everybody's schedule. We look like a get-right game. My thought is that Taylor Heineke is going to give this team a spark. What I learned about him last season through what he play? Patrick played game one. So through uh, 16 games, I learned Taylor is going to wear down. However, he's a spark, man. And this team needs a spark. This team needs a spark plug. They need something to get behind. They can't get behind their coach. The owner is who the hell knows. Both coaches look well, 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 well past their time. You're looking at other teams getting far more out of players than the commanders are able to. Taylor Heineke is going to give them something where the guys aren't just going to roll over. I mean, body, I'm big on body language. It's something that you can't control, but it's always telling the truth. That team looked out of it with Carson. Even when they break the huddle, they're not in unison. And that's a teller when you're watching games. When guys are just sticking their ear in and, 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 and then running to their spot. I mean, good teams aren't operating that way. Good teams break the huddle as one. Strong leaders demand that. Watch the good teams. I don't have, there's no stat that quantifies that. That's that intangible. When they check that box, you can't quantify intangibles. But when they check that box on your draft day, does he have the intangibles? One of those, to me, that's one of them. Am I keeping my unit in unison? And Carson didn't have that. Guys are walking up, plugging their ear in, and they're running to their spots. He's clapping for the break, and no one's breaking with him. I noticed all that kind of stuff. I don't know Taylor comes in and commands leadership. 
But I, I, I also think you won't see people looking as disengaged as you did with Carson Wentz. They were over that guy in four weeks. They probably were over him after training camp. So, I think Heineke brings a spark. That offensive line of Green Bay, nothing but a sieve. They should have a relatively good day again. Jonathan Allen leads the league and tackles for a loss. John Allen's having one hell of a year. He's on his way to another Pro Bowl. John Allen's playing football on that defensive line. Montez Sweat also having a great year. It's spots on the defense that are doing okay. They sacked Rodgers four times last week. Rodgers couldn't do anything last week. They just got totally mauled. Gave up 180 on the ground, this being the Packers. And Jets didn't need to pass the ball. Only had 18 attempts. So, if we can get out there and exploit a team that's right now on their heels, we can get back in this thing. This is what will happen. A bad team will get good. Not saying that's us. But some of these good teams, they're going to get bad. Who thinks the Jets are going to keep this up? Who really thinks that? As far as it comes to the commanders, who thinks the Giants are going to keep it up? Who's got Giants going 13-4? and Who has that? Who thinks that's going to sustain? Who thinks Seattle's going to sustain? Atlanta three and three. Who thinks that's the trend? So some of these teams that have wins are going to regress. And with that, if we can start now winning some football games, well, we'll be able to put ourselves in the mix and in that conversation of getting better. But, uh, Listen, Heineke's going to give us a spark. And I think it's a winnable game. That's uh, that's my take. Put it that way. But uh, swing over to baseball, playoff baseball. The uh, Seattle Mariners in the wild card series. They beat Toronto, the Blue Jays. They swept them 2-0. Uh, same thing with the Guardians. They swept the Tampa Bay Rays 2-0. Now the divisional series is on best of seven. Astros are up 3-0 over Seattle, so they've taken care of business. Astros advance. They're waiting for the championship series. Big game tonight. Guardians, Yankees, both teams 2-2 two, uh, two, two, tied up. First pitch at 4.07 in Cleveland. Cold. It, this is October. 
This is October with the MLB. I mean, this is what you live for. Playoff baseball, my favorite sporting event of all time. It is so intense. When the Nationals went through their run, I mean, it is intense. It is the best sporting event, period. Playoff baseball It's better than the Super Bowl. I mean, maybe because I've never had a team that I truly cared about and felt that feeling. But I can imagine the Super Bowl with my favorite team. I'd be ready to throw up all day. I'd be sick all day because I just wouldn't want us to lose. I wouldn't want us to get on the doorsteps of greatness only to fall short. I can't imagine. I probably couldn't even watch to be realistic. I've waited 30 years to utter the words, we're in the Super Bowl. I couldn't imagine me possibly being able to watch that game. It'd be gut-wrenching. Every play, I'd be on the edge of my seat. I don't know if I can handle that. I really don't. And, and, and I, I, I don't know. But I, I can say having experienced what it's like to go on a playoff run with an organization, it was the most exhilarating thing I'd ever, I'd ever, ever, ever experienced. It's intense. Every pitch counts. Every move counts. You you hang on to every single thread of the game. That game has no no play clock. I mean, it's just it's something beautiful about playoff baseball. The amount of strategy that goes in it. It's just intense. And baseball is the kind of sport. No matter how much you're down, you're kind of not out. You're one swing away from putting four points on the board. So, uh, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's an exhilarating thing. Now, I got no dog in this fight, so I haven't been keeping up as closely. But, uh, I mean, if you still got a dog in this race, uh, yeah, I mean, more power to you. So, game five for uh, Yankees-Guardians tonight. Dodgers... Blew up a lot of people's ticket. They were the World Series favorite. They go down to the Padres. Juan Soto uh, with the opportunity to go ahead and win himself another World Series with the Padres is in the championship series. And the Phillies beat the Atlanta Braves uh, 3-1 to advance. So today you got Padres at Phillies and Astros waiting on the winner. Of Yankees Guardians. Um, yeah. I mean, Yankees are poised to win another World Series. If you're a Yankees fan, you, you can't help but pull for Aaron Judge. Uh, you know, you just can't help but pull for a guy like that. Absolute stud. Doing it the right way in that sport. Well, 61 homers this year. Breaks the all-time Yankees record. I'm sorry. Uh, it's not the all-time Yankees record, but breaks the uh, AL record for home runs. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Guys is hitting with power. He almost had the triple crown. He almost had homers, batting average, and hits. So, I mean, he's all absolute beast. He was the story of the year. You know, America's kind of pulling for him. But, uh, yeah, playoff baseball is going on. Put it that way. One of the best, if not the best, uh, tournament in sports, man. I mean, it's exhilarating. When you got 
When you got a dog in that fight, it is the intensity. It just cannot be matched. It cannot be matched. It's something about it's something about the speed of the game, which is slow, and the build up to every pitch, the build up to every swing. I I could go on and on, but uh, love playoff baseball. That's my favorite sporting event, hands down. Hands down, playoff, but not regular season baseball. Regular season baseball is a, is a you know, you got to love baseball to the root of it. But, yeah, playoff baseball is something different. Uh, preseason basketball is back. Nothing much to talk about there, but just get ready for the NBA in a few weeks. Uh, I want to say a week, to be honest. I think in next week the season will start. And NHL hockey. That's back. As far as the Capitals, the good guys who we root for, they started two and two. They started zero and two. Uh, they've won their last two. The game last night against the Canucks, they were down two to uh, four to two, and in the third period, they went on a run to score uh, four goals, end up winning six four. So uh, they really got hot in the third, and uh, a lot of the pundits, because I couldn't tell you. But a lot of the pundits are having them as a middling team more so this year, saying the team may regress. Um, Who knows? But just a little uh, Capitals update. That league's just getting started, so got a long way to go. Marathon and hockey. But um, come back, Blazing Five. Go ahead and get out of here. What you think about me? I keep a bag, yellow hammer, bitch, cooking cheese. And I got a candy 84 on freeze. And I keep these RB bitches on their knees. I feel so hard, I was fucking up the game. Nigga, you a lame. You ain't holding like sweet James. Uh, they choosing on my. Eyes, player, tell me what you see. If you man enough to face it, a motherfucking G. If you man enough to say it, the motherfucking one. One that none wanna play with. Motherfucking fun. Fucking fun. Many have come and most with gold. Yet he remains as most with those. With Alright. Time to make myself look like a fool. Bring you back real nonsense. Blazing five. Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes, before we get into that, uh, squared off this past week. Bills were able to pull it out. I think it was 24 to 20, something like that, 27-24. I'm on recording. Let me be exact for you. 24-20, I was correct. Trust yourself, young man. Uh, Great game. I mean, those guys are the future. The league's in great hands. I don't know how you find quarterbacks as good as them. I don't know how you compete in this league with those two walking around. I really don't. With those two having the strength to play the game and air in their lungs, I don't know how you even plan to, to go out there and win a title. 
I mean, maybe you hope, you know, one takes out the other. That's almost inevitable. That looked like an AFC championship preview for the next five years, to be honest. It was the Thriller in Manila, their third time meeting. Josh Allen comes out on top of this one. He's absolutely amazing. Stud. I mean, you don't find players like him who can manipulate the football. Can literally manipulate. You want touch, he's got touch. You want the strongest arm in the league, he's got the strongest arm in the league. You want mobility, he's got that. You want physicality, he's got that. I mean, he checks every box, intangibles, leadership. With a defensive head coach. And then on the other side, Chiefs. Mahomes. I mean, touched by God, the way he plays quarterback. Just touched by the hands of God. May go down as the best quarterback ever. Not accolade. Possibly. He's starting early. Remember, he's got a head start on Brady. I don't think he gets seven rings. Or six, whatever Tom's got. But I think he gets enough to get in the conversation. And because their eras overlapped, I don't think people will forget seeing both of them. And once, see, this is the thing about Tom Brady's legacy. Well, let me give Pat his props too. Um, And then let me talk about their legacies really quick. combination of Patrick's ability his field vision he goes through his reads quicker than any quarterback I've seen outside of Brady and Brady has to because he can't move think about that if Tom Brady was mobile he'd be Pat Mahomes because that's what gives Patrick the edge he's cerebral he looks wild as hell but he's in total control back there and he's doing the right things That's why he's successful. He's not just running around for his life. He's playing good quarterback with an added element of his athleticism. And he's one of the few to ever mesh both. He may be the only that ever meshed both. He could be a drop back pocket passer and still be successful in this league. But he's got the wherewithal and the athleticism and the pure talent and pure skill. The man was touched by God to be able to play quarterback. The mix between his athleticism and his smarts. Josh is a little more robotic, a little more stiff. Patrick's just loose. Patrick's how we all grew up. That one kid that was good at basketball, football, Baseball, a triathlete. Just wondering why he's the fastest kid around. Patrick's got a little bit of what football is to the root of it. It's go, you know, run straight, cut left at the Toyota. I'm going to hit you in the backyard. Like, that's, that's, that's what Patrick's got. That, yes, it's structured. I got enough time and and ability to. We might need to take this off script. And everyone's played that backyard game and knows 
And in some weird way, he's got that. It's just an it. And that's bad uh, analysis for me, but that's the best I can call it. Patrick's just got it. But as far as his resume with Tom Brady, because their eras overlapped, I think enough people will be around to have seen both. See, put this put it this way. If Tom Brady retired 10 years ago and then Patrick Mahomes came, Tom Brady's going to have the kind of legacy because of his accolades that's going to inflate what people remember about him. People who never saw Tom play are going to over-exaggerate how good Tom is. Now, Tom's good. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from him, but he's got also, because he has so many accolades, he's going to have some padding to people's perception of how good he was. Like, especially early years, Tom. First bowl, he was a game manager. But no one's going to remember that. Patrick Patrick Mahomes never been a game manager. From the first time he stepped on the field, and I was at week 17 of, of whatever year that was, because they had already clinched. They had Alex Smith. He was a baller. He's never been a game manager. He stepped into the game, and each time he's under center, it's about him. So uh, I think the kid's got a chance to go down as the greatest quarterback that ever lived. Uh, sure as hell plays like it. Josh Allen, too. League's in good hands for the next 10 years. I mean, those two, I could watch that every Sunday. I just watch them go back and forth each and every Sunday. Uh, two great leaders. Both got intangibles. I mean, both got physical traits. Both are good quarterbacks, though, at the root of it. I mean, they check all the boxes. They really do. Um, reckless, but not uh, like NASCAR drivers. Put it that way. Now, there's reckless drivers who just like, bro, slow the fuck down. Like, stop driving this way. It's dangerous. And then there's professional NASCAR drivers. No one would disagree that NASCAR drivers drive recklessly. However, you feel in better hands. You feel in good hands because you know they know what they're doing. And they're not being reckless for the sake of being reckless because they have no other option. They're being reckless, but it's calculated. And um, that's just where the rubber meets the road for me. I, I just want to speak on that game, but enough of that. Short show today. Get you guys out of here. But I make a fool of myself. And I never get enough of this. Give you a blazing five. Why not? You know, why not? Why not do another blazing five? Because I get them wrong anyway. So here we go. Never forget this segment was stolen from Colin Cowherd. Just want to put that out there. But we put on a little spin on it. Here we go. Real Nonsense Blazing Five. All right. So, going to start with the good guys. Commanders are catching plus five at home against the Packers. Starting a backup quarterback, but I think the backup quarterback is going to end up looking a little better than the starting quarterback. He knows the system. Had a whole year and then plus the time before he got to uh, the commanders 
to note pretty much Scott Turner and how he wants to roll. He didn't look awful last year, but he did look above his skis at times. But I think that is attributed to the wear and tear and just the reality that he is a backup. After a while, backups look like backups. Anyway, to the Packers, they just got ripped through, four sacks given up on Rodgers, ton of pressure all day. The uh, Jets did exactly what they wanted to do to him, ran all over him, damn near put up 200 yards on the ground. I think the Packers can be pushed around. I don't believe in the Packers, and I don't believe after that loss they're going to get on their horse and come to Washington and necessarily do what they want. Commanders cover. I don't know if they win. Aaron Rodgers is savvy enough, and I'm not going to bet against him, but I do say Commanders cover that five and a half. Take it. Now we're on to the Bengals. Bengals-Falcons. Falcons just won a game there. Not supposed to win. We're not supposed to win. and knew they weren't supposed to win, but they won it convincingly. They took out Kyle Shanahan the way that the 49ers take out other teams. Good defense and running the football. Mariona only threw the ball 11 times. He was 10 for 11. They didn't need to. They ran it down their throat. They're going to try that same formula, but the problem is with the Bengals, Falcons are going to be on the road, a notorious team, bad for traveling, and uh, the Bengals are just going to have the ability to go ahead and get on their horse and leave them in the dust. They are not going to wait around. Bengals can put up points better than any team in this league. League-wide, Joe Burrow is not thrown a pick since that four-pick performance in week one. He is red hot. I'm taking the Bengals minus the six as well. Falcons can't score points. They threw 11 balls last week. You don't win every week in this new league that way, but to the root of football, you win sometimes. Give me the Bengals. Give me the points. Easy win for me. Uh, Lions over Cowboys with the points. I think the Cowboys are getting deflated. I don't know if Dak Prescott's back or not. But I do think the Lions are on their last leg. They are a tough, fiery team. That defense, though, is historically bad. I get that. But what I don't get is all the hype for the Cowboys. They beat up on a couple cupcakes, and then they got exposed the last time I saw them. I mean, totally embarrassed. I'm going to fade Collins' rule that after a team gets embarrassed that they usually generally come back. I'm going to say that they stay down a little bit. I think Lions cover the seven at least on the road. I don't know if the Lions went outright. It might end up being close, but definitely give me the Lions. It will be a close game. Dan Campbell, I think, has lost love and favor, but that's another topic. Titans over Colts, not much to talk about there. Titans are going to beat the Colts. The number's only two and a half. Titans are at home. Colts won't travel well, and they just had a 30-plus-year-old man drop back 50-plus times. That arm's going to wear down. It was never the strongest to begin with. He can't protect himself, this guy being Matt Ryan. And I just think overall the Titans are going to have more of an identity than the Colts. Give me the Titans at home over the Colts. Colts aren't going to travel well. And the Colts used all they got last week to slither out a win against Jacksonville. Buccaneers, 10.5 in the Panthers. Who can't pick against the Panthers right now? They're going to be starting, uh, what's my guy? I forget his name, but the quarterback that was playing in the XFL. I, I just can't, man. Tom Brady, that even though the Bucs, let me let me be honest, the Bucs do not look like the best football team or the best version of themselves as well. However, I do think they take care of the Panthers easily, easily take care of the Panthers. Ten and a half, big number. They might be feisty. I don't know. But they got blew out by more than this number last week. Buccaneers are a better team, and Panthers are traveling. Give me the Bucs. Jets over Broncos. I'm calling it now. 
one thing about this season, Broncos have been on prime time over and over again. I've been able to look at the Broncos and see the Denver Broncos. It will be a defensive game. Broncos defense is lights out. It is legit. Chubb is legit. That line is legit. The safeties are legit. They have the defensive pieces. With all that said, though, give me the Jets. Jets know how they want to play. Jets way of playing will travel. Jets just want to run the football. They don't want to expose Zach Wilson. They don't want to do anything. And the Jets have a legit defense. Sauce Gardner was the best point. They got a shutdown corner. They went out and got a shutdown corner. And those are hard to find. The Jets are going to play and keep playing their ass off. The way that they have, the style of play that they play is tough defense and running the football. They've got an identity for once, and they're going to hold true to that. Give me the Jets going to Denver, upsetting the Broncos. Give me the Jets outright. Uh, Chargers over Seahawks, not much time to spend there. Geno's going to be week to week. That team's going to be week to week, up and down. Give me the Chargers. And then 49ers over Chiefs. That's the one sticking my neck out there. I'm just putting my neck out there. That's a tingle, to be honest. I think 49ers got embarrassed last week to go back to Collins' rule. I will take it this time. I think the 49ers got embarrassed, and they're going to get up for this game. Everybody gets up for the Chiefs, and I think, honestly, this will be to the root of football. Chiefs, to me, a little too finesse at times. At times, a little too finesse, and they're going to realize that. 49ers going to come out and want to punch them in the mouth. Straight up, that's the way they play. They're going to want to run the football and run it heavy. And don't forget, 49ers got the best defense in the league. Do not forget that. They can get after the passer, and they can disrupt what you do in the passing game, and you really can't run on them, giving up the fewest rushing yards in the league. Do not sleep on the 49ers and Chiefs. That is a tasty one. You're blazing five, or however many that was. I don't know. I'll give you more than Colin. Colin gives you five. I'll give you like seven or eight. So there you have it, yo. There you have it. Me going to look like an asshole very soon. <laughs> I'm going to look like a total dummy before you know it. But doesn't matter. Neither here nor there. What I do want to give you, though, is some real nonsense on the way out. So, um, let me make sure I get this story right. This was a doozy. This was a bit of a doozy. There was a NFL event held. Well, it's not an NFL event. Let me, let me, let me slow it down. So it's not an NFL event per se. It's a, let me get you the logistics. After I write this. So... Over this past weekend at uh, Mount Clemens High School, which is located in Michigan, there were um, Quentin Hines, a former NFL player and a graduate of that school, a graduate of Clinton uh, of Mount Clemens High School. He has an NFL program where he basically is encouraging uh he has early encouragement for like freshmen and basically the JV uh, players to continue playing football. And he go ahead and not sponsors, but uh, it's a charitable event where he gives back to his high school and makes sure the kids stay engaged in football. Best way I can explain it at a glance. 
So they were holding a charity event at which Quentin Hines hired a rapper who goes unnamed. I don't know this rapper. Uh, he's not a mainstream rapper or anyone overly successful, I would say. Maybe in the Midwest and maybe I'm on the East Coast and I just don't know. I could be out of touch. I doubt it, but I could be out of touch. Um, but he has a rapper to perform at said event where they are encouraging kids and then also raising money uh, for equipment, things like that. So the rapper gets on stage and the rapper brings a dancer, which you may think, okay, it's a big deal about that. It's not just any dancer. It's an exotic dancer. A.K.A. a stripper. So the rapper brings a stripper. Wrap your mind around this. The rapper for the charity event for high school brings a stripper to accompany him during his performance and to also perform. Parents were totally outraged. Now, mind you, I remember when I went to high school, I was 14 years old. <laughs> I was 14. I couldn't imagine being at an event at 14 years old with my mother or father standing next to them, watching a man use profanity and a woman shaking her ass right at us. I I saw this story. I mean, parents are outraged how it could happen, why Quentin Hines didn't further ask the rapper what his performance would entail, how no one at the school vetted what was going to be going on, how no one asked in what manner is the woman necessary for the performance. Parents are outraged that these underage children and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy. You know what I mean? Those, those little boys didn't care. It was, it was the night of their lives. Like, you know what I mean? I get it. I get it. But at the root of it, the reason it makes real nonsense is how the hell does it happen? It's not about that the kids are okay with it. It's that every adult in that room didn't feel like, let's tone it down a bit. How did it happen? In this video. And she's not wearing anything. I mean, she's not wearing anything. Uh, she's kind of silly, though. I'll say that. She's fucking silly. But <laughs> neither here nor there. That might make it worse because she is silly. But how does it happen? How does the principal, the principal's taking backlash. Quentin's taking backlash. Only one not getting any backlash is the rapper. It's the goddamn rapper. He's the only one just walking around like, show's dope. <laughs> Killed another one. I mean, it's an odd setting. It's awkward. It's it's the parent. No one's even sitting down. I mean, everyone's standing up. They're just on the gymnasium floor. They got it in the, the basketball gym. And there's this one rapper. No stage, too. It's It's an odd scene. There's no stage. It's just a guy rapping. A song you've never heard that's very vulgar. And some woman just walking around 
shaking her tits and ass. And it's parents and students watching. <laughs> it, I mean, it's an odd scene. So I, I just I, I just couldn't. I say that to say, um, I don't even know who to give this to. Uh, I really don't. Who needs to hold this one? It's not Quentin. I mean, kind of, because Quentin, his name is on the... Uh, it's 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 named as his event, but I mean a lot of people failed that one. The school, um, the principal. I mean, the 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 coordinator for the, a lot of people failed. So uh, Quentin, and let's just give it to Mount Clements' whole staff and anyone involved with that. Uh, that debacle and sex show for parents and underage students. That's real nonsense. Rest in peace, it's good tonight, we take it slow. Oh